This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Welcome back to the DTC pod, everybody. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm joined with the CEO of Trend, Ramon. Today, we're going to be talking about organic acquisition. I feel like we've been talking a lot about performance marketing and paid, and there's been a pretty big switch recently, and I know we've covered this in a few other podcasts, people building brands through their audience and you know building personal brands and a lot of stuff like that. We covered linear commerce as well. So figured it's the perfect time to jump into this organic acquisition topic and talk about how you can kind of build a more sustainable brand, honestly, from organic. So Ramon, I know you got a lot of things you want to fire away at, so we can jump right into it. I mean, what are your thoughts on organic? I feel like paid has been the power horse recently, but now it's switched over to organic for building brands. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to dive into this topic because of course, everyone knows this by now that, you know, we've kind of been in a golden era of PPC and that, you know, customer acquisition costs have skyrocketed through PPC and isn't as sustainable anymore. But then we're seeing brands having, you know, complete success without even doing PPC and we're seeing it more and more. And you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned sustainable growth and as I'm sure you're aware, there's you know this whole wave now of brands being built on top of existing creators or influencers, which we've talked a lot about here. And I think that's due to the fact that because those creators have already built those audiences, then it's the fastest way to piggyback off of that and be able to tap into an audience. So it's kind of growth hacking your way into a backbone of an existing audience and community that has been built over the year. So I think the main point to drive home here is that paid acquisition isn't the only way to grow a brand. And in fact, it can be detrimental to your brand. It can cost a lot of money and it might be too late to revert from that and try and build a community after you see that it isn't for you. So Jay, I know you're the master here and when it comes to CAC LTV and performance marketing. So again, paid acquisition isn't for everyone, but you know, who is it for and who is it not for? Yeah, I think paid and, you know, Nick Sharma was on the podcast as well. And he kind of talked about this also. I think with paid, it's got to be something that's complementary to what you're doing on the organic side. So yes, you can acquire customers through paid. That definitely works. But you've got to figure out a way to kind of tie them in and feel like they have a greater sense of purpose. Like they're attached to the brand or, you know, someone behind the brand, because if there's no sense of community, you're going to spend all this money acquiring customers and they're not going to return. And you're going to have to go out and spend more money to retain them or, or bring them back to purchase. And so when you're talking about like acquisition costs, when cost is so important, especially in the early stages, you have to make sure, I think, to lower that as much as possible on the ad side and really spend that into possibly building out a better product. I mean, you know, if you're able to acquire a customer for 50% less, that's 50% more money you can throw back into uh, making more SKUs or doing customer research or even like giveaways and stuff like that. So there's a lot of benefits to be had. I think paid is still an important strategy but it's got to be a compliment and you've got to work everyone that you bring in through paid, I think has to be pushed down 
you have to ask yourself, how can we turn this into a very strong community and really like build that sense of brand? Yeah, I mean, and then you've also, so you mentioned, you know, you got to drop the CAC, but instead we've also seen some brands not focus on dropping the CAC and instead trying to raise the average order value by adding, say, a complimentary product or something like that. I kind of feel like that could be getting yourself in a rat race where, you know, you've kind of seen coffee companies adding a mug or, or something else to come along to increase the average order value. And that works because it makes sense for the unit economics, but nothing is preventing, you know, that CAC from going up even more if you don't pay attention to it. And then what are you going to do? Just, you know, add a t-shirt to be sold or something like that. It's just an endless rat race. So I think the advantage here will be to work on both. You know, there's no reason why you shouldn't work to race the AOV. And I think that's a genius strategy, but also why not at the same time continue uh, to work on dropping the CAC? What happens is that it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of time to be able to build that growth channel. But here's why I think it's the most worth it. I think it's worth it because, especially in the early days of your business, the feedback that you get for your product is so critical. And if you're acquiring customers that are just, you know, saw your ad and then just bought it in spite of the moment, and they might not even have a need for that exact product. So who you're getting feedback from and those early customers could really drive the future of your business and the vision of your business in a different direction had you stuck to that core community and hardcore users. And then you can always go to PPC in the future. It's much harder. So brands are doing the opposite. They start with PPC from scratch, but then you realize you're a year in, you can't build an audience overnight. So it does take time. So what do you think are some of the best organic acquisition channels you've seen? Some are obviously more time consuming than others, but what are some of the best ones you've seen recently? Yeah, for sure. I want to hit on one quick thing that you mentioned there, um, especially on the AOV piece. So when I think of AOV, like, yeah, like adding in that complimentary item is great, but you're probably, if you can turn these people into super fans, you're probably going to have higher AOV regardless. You might not even need to have that addition. Um, But back to your question about, you know, where's the best place to grow organically? I think, you know, there's a couple of different ways to do it. And the first one is kind of like building that community and you could do that through a personal brand. So we've seen like a lot of uh, people execute well on that. So like Helena from House has like 70,000 followers on Twitter. The guy that started Judy already had a an audience before. Even a couple of people that we've had on the podcast, Amanda Getz, who's got like 30,000 followers on Twitter. So I think you can use a personal brand. And then the other option is maybe working on building that community brand. So how do you get people talking about the subject as well. And so I think you can use a blog, you could use an email list. Some people are using Substacks nowadays to grow their audience. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. I don't think there's one that's necessarily better than the other. It's got to depend on, you know, what your skill set is and also where your audience is. So I think it's highly dependent on that. But I do think when you're doing that, the most important thing I always see is the storytelling aspect. Like how can you pull someone in where it feels like they're part of a greater purpose. And that can be as easy too as um, um, some cool things that I've seen is, you know, talking about like, you know, if you have like a CBD product, like talking about just education about CBD and pulling people in that way. So lots of different ways to do it. Um, I think 
you've got to think about where your audience lives and then just like what your skills are as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I've seen a couple people building in public, even for software now doing really well. Obviously it's a big time commitment, but it's absolutely worth it because you're building an audience that it's not constantly being sold something to. So I think the key there is to add value to your tribe in terms of, you know, relevant stuff that's not necessarily your product. And that's why we've seen personal brands being used for growing an actual consumer brand because you're less likely to follow, you know, the Twitter of the brand's account, which is, you know, showing their deals or their discounts or something like that and not really providing value for the audience. So when we were offline, I think... Jay was mentioning that, you know, people will come across you as a thought leader and then they'll say, oh, and they also sell a product. Let me check it out. So you have to look at it as a funnel of why are people even coming to you in the first place? Why is this community coming to you? You can't have the funnel backwards and start thinking on how am I going to sell to these people? It's, it has to be, you know, how am I going to add value to these people? And then all the other pieces should fall together. Social media is a full-time job, but you don't have to do it alone. Ami is our favorite social media agency. From TikTok to Tweet, you'll work with a team of professionals to level up your social media in 2021. Visit amisocial.com. That's A-M-I-E social.com. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. And I think it connects back to the piece, you know, people love products. Like I have products that I love in my apartment. I'm sure you do too, Ramon. But what we love more than products are stories. We really love stories. That's where we connect. And I think that's what's so important, right? Everybody loves a good story where like, you know, you hear about someone. uh, We even have someone else coming on the podcast. I won't reveal any names on stuff, but Recently, this guy tweeted about, you know, how he was able to raise a ton of money through Kickstarter. And like, that's a really cool story. I want to follow along and see kind of what comes next. And, you know, I might not be his target buyer today, might not be tomorrow, but I'm going to be following him and keeping up with his product. And as that relationship kind of continues to grow, where I feel like this is something really cool, I'm going to be much more likely, even if I'm not the target audience, to say to my friend and say, hey, I think this product might actually be really great for you and recommend it out. And word of mouth is so huge. And when you think about word of mouth, I think it's got to be in the sense of it doesn't just have to be someone that's using the product. It can be someone that's not using the product that isn't your target audience, but they're just so engrossed in your product or the personal brand where they're like, sure, I'm still going to recommend the product to someone else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of these communities that are built like that also get customers who aren't directly the audience, but they buy it as gifts for people and friends of theirs that they know love this stuff because they love that community and they love being a part of that. This reminds me of the episode. Um, if you want to see word of mouth on steroids, like go back to our episode uh, of Cillian Beers. Um, I think that was, that was one of our first episodes, but that's a great example of how to amplify user-generated content in every form 
possible text, video, images, and how to make word of mouth spread like wildfire. You know, this reminds me also that CBD brands have had to get uh, really creative with this because they don't have the option of doing PPC. So, you know, this is their only way and they've absolutely done it. So I think a good thought exercise is, you know, say I can't do any ads at all. How can I do this and try it out? And I'm sure you will find ways to do it. Another way is, so, you know, this is a way of becoming a thought leader in the space and we're talking about building your audience. But like Jay said earlier, you can also identify where your audience hangs out and where are they. Reddit, for example, is a great place for that where you can build an authority as a thought leader in another existing community and have people you know, follow you from there in terms of, you know, the, just add value and have interesting things to say. And, and that community will see you as a thought leader. So that way you don't have to necessarily build the community from scratch. I think that's another great option. And something you want to do as well is that's why Substack is doing so well and stuff is because you always want to collect the emails. So PPC, you're at the mercy of Facebook. And even with your own Instagram and Twitter and TikTok accounts, you're still at the mercy of these other platforms because you don't own that audience. It could be taken away any day. So that's why email is so important. Yeah, for sure. And I think here's the other thing that we also didn't touch on is, you know, figure out too, I talked about, you know, you should figure out what your skills are, but figure out too, what channel is the right channel for you. So, you know, we have some emerging channels out there like TikTok and Clubhouse right now. I think a part of that is, you know, you've got to find that right mix between where you can be most successful, you're able to create content well, and then maybe also finding a channel that isn't as saturated, right? So something like TikTok that's just starting, you can kind of get on top of that. And even if you're not good at creating TikToks, you can keep trying and you might have something that sticks just because it's not as saturated. Yeah. But I think that really just connects back to focusing on what you do. Yeah, no, I think it's a golden era and the golden timing where we can take advantage of TikTok and how early it is. You know, last time we had a chance like this was PPC on Facebook 10 to five years ago. Even organic, Gymshark built it on the organic backbone of, of Instagram when it was possible. So it's not very often that we get these opportunities to jump on these platforms at the right time be in the right place and jump at it in the right time. And I think that's TikTok right now. It's evolved so fast that, you know, it was a, an app for kids dancing and stuff. And, and now it's evolved to even B2B. We've even seen uh, B2B brands take off there and grow to, you know, 50K plus MRR super fast from building a community on TikTok. And like Jay said, you know, if you feel like you're not good at TikTok content, now it's such a broad variety of content that you can find your own voice in there. Uh, it doesn't have to be how, you know, some of these creators are really talented and create something that looks, you know, professionally produced, but then there's also people that just follow their own instinct and what they're good at and create content. That's not hard to create at all. It just speaks the truth. And the algorithm of TikTok is pretty crazy. It's pretty smart. It knows when you're speaking value and it listens and it puts you in the spotlight. So yeah, I really think that if I were to start a consumer brand right now, I'd probably go all in on it. I think you can even have more growth than doing PPC by doing that. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Use that organic channel, figure it out, figure out what channel works best for you. And yeah, so I think that's all I have to cover on this piece uh, for organic. Ramon, do you have anything else you wanna add in? 
No, I don't think so. I mean, it all comes down to building the audience or piggybacking of an existing audience. If you know where it is, I think, uh, Jay, we should add to the show notes, some guides on building in public. I know of a few, uh, and some examples of some brands that are doing this right and have done it. So feel free to check those out. Again, there is a process to it and how to add value. It's not just jumping in and selling your stuff. So we're going to add that to the show notes so you can uh, take a look at those. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the DTC, pod feel free to drop us a quick rating and subscribe to the podcast and we'll catch you next time later